the Let's Go Racing Family Podcast, sharing our love through NASCAR, running, and just racing through life. Hosted by Sebastian, Giovanni, Karen, Tony, and me, Johan. Each week, we'll talk about our view of the world through the lens of racing. We are at eight to go here at the end of the Bush clash at the LA Coliseum. And this race has been absolutely amazing from what we've got it to. Currently, we have Joey Logano in the lead with Kyle Busch chasing him down in second place. Guys, what do you think? I think this is going to be, I think it's going to, if you don't remember last year's finish in Daytona, the top two ended up crashing and then the third place driver ended up winning, which was Kyle Busch. It's going to be intense. And knowing that um, Kyle Busch is behind Joey Logano, I wouldn't put it past him, too. Dude, Joey looks so nervous right now. And let's remind our viewer, our listeners, our viewers, that just a few laps ago in this same race, Joey bumped Kyle Ooh, Busch Kyle to take the lead and actually win that segment. So, uh, yeah, Kyle Busch will not hold back. Four to go now. Holy Four cow. Four to go. If Kyle's going to do anything, you better do it now. Giovanni, how fast is your heart racing right now? Oh, uh, really fast. <laughs> Three to go. Three Should to we go. have put Johan between the two, Joey Logano and Kyle Busch fans? Oh, my word. Uh, I'm wondering if it was a bad idea to have you guys sitting uh, right next to each other. No, nope, it go. was great. Imagine oh, no, I don't think Kyle looks got, Come on, my Joey. Is, they're getting to lap traffic. And oh, this is no. Where, yes. Oh, my. Yeah, two to go, man. Two to uh, go. Two to go. Caution, maybe? You're, you're screaming into our, our, our <laughs> listeners' ears. It's all right. If you get excited, but white white flag. Flag. here we go. One to go. Okay, I think he just went up. Come on, Joey. Kyle's going to drive it in deep. He's gonna I think Kyle's going to oh, have no. to dive bomb him to have a shot. No, He's not, not. No. no, 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 no. Yes. Logano with the Joey Logano winner it of the Clash what is, 2022. It's Joey Logano. What does that tell you? That Oh, what Whoa. happened here? Oh, what, what happened, happened here? Oh. <laughs> Martin Truex, apparently. I mean, apparently not exactly uh, Joey Logano fans there that had yeah, wrecked in front of Yeah, all three of those. <laughs> so I didn't know if that was on purpose, but it looked like. Let's go. It looked like they were stopping the his victory yeah. lane. I mean, victory lap. So what does that tell you that Joey Logano won? a new type of race. I think he's going to be doing good. With Just like he did last year. Johan, what was he, that other race that he won? The Bristol there, and he's claimed two Coliseums. So wait, they just called him what? The the kid who won the dirt race? Yeah. And now he's the kid that won the shortest racetrack at the Coliseum. Let's go. Oh my God, that was so cool. I think definitely for most of the race, the most dominant drivers had to be Kyle Busch and Joey Logano. And then you had some other guys like Justin Haley up there. But unfortunately, For near sure. the end, he got taken out by Kyle Larson. Um, yeah, but definitely that... those two were the most dominant for the entire race, running one and two consistently. Yeah, yeah it was a great race. Yeah. Today. And then before, um, before, unfortunately, he broke something in his car. Um, Tyler, Tyler Reddick, Reddick was up was there, too. Really good. By the way, those cars look really nice. I they like them. I absolutely nice. love the new, them. Uh, I, I, need to get, I need to get used to them. I like the shape of the car. They're like yeah. smaller, more not so long. I like yeah. them. They kind of remind me of like the Lightning McQueen. There's also cars. like there's a change in aerodynamics and the way that the cars are running. There we go. Joey. Go Joey. Let's go. Wow. For, for me, it's like the grills oh, are like super huge and it makes the car look like wider or chunkier. I like it. 
I, I really like it. I like the movement fast. of the numbers on the side. Like I'm gonna get rims. used to it and I'm gonna love it. It's just that's like seeing this ca- these cars for the first time because that's that. this was the first time anybody saw these cars in action. It's crazy. Okay, I still can't there get over go. the fact that they raced at the LA Coliseum. Like this is like the smallest place that you could put cars at this size in. This was this is absolutely. Yeah. I mean, rem- let's remember this was built for the 1984 Olympics for track and field, and they just put 23 stock cars to race yeah, in an asphalt track. And and uh, Johan, what was the size of the track again? Bristol being a half mile, Martinsville about a half mile. What is this track? Um, like would it be a half mile? No, a half of a half. It's, it's like a quarter mile. It's, yeah, I was gonna say it's wow. less than this half track a mile. is incredibly small. Didn't Jamie McMurray run? Yeah, he did. Like he physically ran around that track in yeah, under a minute. Yeah, they had the camera. Yeah, just uh, earlier this week, they had him run around, and he almost did it in under a minute. I think it was like sixty point four seconds. Yeah, uh, still but impressive. He, he ran, but I will say, he ran it in a in basically a suit. He didn't have a tie on, but he had a jacket and pants, slacks, and okay. Now he's just flexing. Um, so yeah, I love seeing every time that Joey wins. He's so adorable. He's he, it's like it's his first race ever when he wins. I just love watching him. He's one guy that I would love to meet in person. Fun fact about Joey's win is that um, Joey has won on um, both of the tracks that have had a football game in the track. Bristol had a football game in the track, and the Rams ended up playing for like for a couple seasons in this stadium. And Joey Logano has won in both tracks. You know, if they don't bring back the LA Coliseum, which I'm hoping they do, this is such an incredible track, and the event everything building up to it was so cool like yeah. the torch was incredible and you had like seven grand marshals there it was just so cool to see the build up to such an incredible race it was quite a spectacular i couldn't believe it we've been to clash races before but this was like wow it was just a whole like event presentation that went on it was very very cool start off and kick off to the NAS- the new NASCAR season. So Kyle Busch is being interviewed right now. And because of uh, rights, I, we don't have the rights to air what that uh, interview is. So that's why we we can't even hear it. We're just watching it right now. It doesn't I look too happy. imagine <laughs> what he's saying I was gonna right say, now. He well, does not look very as happy. As usual, when he comes in second place, he's not happy. Yeah. I mean. Just his facial expressions. We already know. I got to say, one thing I really liked about The Clash was that they brought almost all of the big drivers, like it was about like 36 to 40 drivers to the track and they had them qualify with these heat races. And I thought that was really cool because in previous years, the clash was, did you previously, did you previously win? win? Did you qualify on the pole? Are you a past so it was like a yeah. set specific rules. I really like this because there's now a new level of competition and a new aspect to it rather than just, okay, you've previously won this, you're automatically in, have fun. This is like drivers are really competing for this and it we get different rosters like Justin Haley last season was not in the clash. He wasn't a top 10, even top Daniel 20. Daniel Suarez wasn't in the clash. Bubba Wallace. This is so cool because we get to see all these drivers. And I think this also has to do with the new car package. Again, absolutely loving it. One thing that we did not see in this race, uh, because again, of the nature of the race, uh, and that it was heats and all of that were pit stops. You know, uh, I think that's going to be super interesting when we talk about the new car. One of the new pieces of news is this year it's one one lug nut. Lug nut. So that's why I think those rims actually look really cool. 
Uh, so it'll be really, really interesting to see how that plays out in two weeks uh, when they come down, come back to uh, this side of the country and head to Daytona for the uh, 500. 500. Yeah. That's going to be a fun Oh, one. so much new stuff this season. The I'm 500, excited. The 500 is going to be wild. If this was wild and not even a restrictor plate or a super speedway, the 500 is going to be wild. Yeah, and um, a few drivers actually surprised us. We already mentioned how Justin Haley, Bubba Wallace, and Daniel Suarez were able to get in. Landon but, Castle was also there. Yeah. AJ Allmendinger. Like, then there were some drivers who usually are, like, very good and get into these events that didn't make it. The big Kurt ones Bush, that come to Brad mind. Kurt Keselowski. Yeah, Kurt Busch, Brad Keselowski, Eric Armarola failed to get in. To, the, it, to the final main event. Yeah. yeah. By the yeah. way, LCR2. Or LCQ2, for anyone that doesn't know, that was a last chance to qualify race. This happened earlier, before the main event. That race was, was wild. wild and yeah, so much fun was, to watch. And it wasn't even the main event. It was crazy to see these guys just throwing it all out there. And really, at one point, it didn't care. Uh, you know, uh, Ty Dillon felt like he was just, he, he was going to hit whatever was in front of him. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and at one point, made it in. But then NASCAR ruled that he had unfortunately jumped, jumped, the, jumped yeah, the gun, jumped the start, jumped the start. Yeah, yeah that yeah. was that was that must have been hard on him. So, yeah. So the 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 whole event was fantastic. Very exciting. Great for TV. I'm sure if you were there in person, an awesome, awesome event. So, yeah, it was what it was an really exciting cool. way to start the NASCAR season. And the whole thing, the whole reason why they're there is to bring new fans to the sport to show people how exciting it is and that it's more than just what they thought it was. And so I'm very, very excited for the season. And this is just the beginning. This is a preseason race. The points paying race isn't for two more weeks. Oh yeah, you're right. I actually think that there were a lot of people at this track that normally wouldn't have been at a NASCAR race. Yeah. Um, and it's I say that because from being to so many different races, when you look when you span across the um the the people that are watching the spectators there's a lot of nascar gear for your favorite drivers nascar in general old you know drivers but there wasn't a lot of nascar gear um amongst the fans so i'm thinking that it brought out a lot, a lot of, of crowds yeah. that normally would be in nascar i didn't think of it that way but now that you say it that is very very true like you didn't see as many traditional jackets and shirts and hats and all that which is probably really great for the sport because that means these people are now seeing the sport for in person for the first time ever i talked to somebody uh in the in the off season that works with nascar and talked about the fact that this is a very important initiative for the sport and growing the sport for a number of reasons uh, obviously the fact that it's in california you know, Fontana and the Ontario race, the, the, you know, that, that racetrack is in SoCal. It's, it's, you know, a lot of people think of it as LA, but it's still a good 40 minutes from like downtown. I was say, this is LA. in the heart. This of is in LA. the heart of LA. And this is why it's so important. And then the fact that short track racing is so popular. And, and again, they're going to convert Fontana into a short track race after this season. And so what a great opportunity to showcase this sport. And also, again, so smart to do it in between the the Super Bowl and the NFL championship games. You know, normally this race will happen 
the clash the week before the 500 after the after uh, the Super, Super Bowl. Bowl and Super Bowl's happening in L.A. this year. And they just took advantage of the timing. I mean, everything about it was great. I, I hope all the numbers come in. I hope a lot of folks watched it on TV because if they did, they were in for a, a real treat, uh, especially in between weekends of football and uh, really expose the sport to a, a whole new uh, potential fandom. So I'm very excited. And like I said, I think NASCAR is very excited. Giovanni, you said you hope that NASCAR comes back. I I'm, hope they keep this track. They're they doing, sh- they're they going to do, do something sh- again. All, they all either, star they're going to do it race. here. That would be awesome. That would be really yes, awesome. And all-star race. I or, mean, they're, they're going to do something. You know, they're going to do something. Nothing's been announced, but they're, if this is as successful as it looks to us as it was, because one thing I was also worried about with the people at the track come and watch it. And that track, when the main event was happening, was pretty darn full. And you had a lot of people taking notice. And I think that that can only get bigger. I'm pretty confident that this sport is going to be back in that in that stadium uh, or if not in other really, really cool places. So it's really important to the sport. And this is, again, why we do the podcast, why we're excited. We want this sport to grow and we want new people to be exposed to it in ways that they haven't before. Yeah. And just a thought, another thing they could do with this track. This is just something I think that would be really cool if they did. What if NASCAR had some of the older drivers, like or retired drivers, like Jeff Gordon, Clint Boyer, uh, Tony Stewart, Jimmy Johnson, get all those drivers back, put them in some old stock cars and drive them around this track. That'd this be, is like a fun exhibition race. That'd be wild. That would that'll, actually be wild. That would be crazy. Like getting all these old names back, just them putting them on the track and seeing how they fare. It would be really, really cool. Where, where's Joey going now? We're think, watching the rest of the end. Crew. Oh, well, they're going up to celebrate. I think that's uh, going to be his victory lane. It's okay. going to be at the it's very so top small. Wow. the Coliseum, like right underneath, the, right underneath the torch. I mean, that has got to be pretty awesome to be the first driver to win at this type of event, this venue. That's That's got to be pretty cool. Absolute so, honor. Something funny about this track is that it's so small. The haulers can't fit. Like they literally just sold the the driver's cars. Like they're driving into the tunnel and then driving out of the tunnel. The same tunnel. The USC football team needs to run down to get under the game. They had the cars going through the tunnel and to get on the stadium. So uh, that looks so cool. That trophy is so nice too. So we're going to transition to the next part of this week's episode. And we're going to talk about our off season. One of the things that I'm going to actually seed before we move into the next segment is, Johan, if you get a chance to meet Joey Logano again, what do you think you're going to ask him after racing in this race? Um, I, I, I don't know. Like, well, I'm going to give you time to think about it because your brothers are going to interview you in a few minutes uh, about your off season and what we did. Johan, during our off-season, was invited by NASCAR to actually get to go to Media Days. So, Johan, why don't you describe to our listeners and our viewers, what, did, what was Media Days like? How did, how did it feel to be there? It was, it was like super, 
super exciting. Like I felt, I felt really special, and it was really cool to see these drivers. And like literally, when I was just walking through the halls, going to the bathroom, getting food, I could just see like let's say um Kyle Busch walking by, or Brad Keselowski, or Ricky Stenhouse, Joe Logano, Kurt Busch, and walking in the halls. So it sounds like you had a lot of fun. Yep. What did it feel like to meet NASCAR's best drivers in person and without crowds? Honestly, I think it felt really special because it's probably a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity you get to do this because, like, young people don't really get to do this that much. Like, I don't think they did this last year with some other young people because I think this is what NASCAR wants. They want more younger people to be in the sport and to expand the sport. Was it surreal to be around all these NASCAR drivers? Were you like starstruck? It was just, it was so cool. I loved it. Now, did the nerves ever get to you? Were you ever nervous in the presence of a driver? Like, oh my word, that's them. I've seen them win races on TV and now you get to be in person. Did the nerves ever get to you to any drivers? Sort of when the first driver came in and then I I just moved along. Who was the first driver? Um... Well, the first driver that came in was Cendric, but I didn't really do anything with him. And then the first driver I did something with was Ricky Stenhouse. I was a bit nervous, but I was ready. That's pretty cool. Who surprised you as the coolest? Who was the most fun? The most funnest was I think there was there was lots of drivers from either day from like day one and day two. I think from like both of the days, I, I Curry Lejoy was fun. He's a really positive guy. I hope he has a great season this year. I hope he wins some races because he liked my hair. I like his hair. I was uh, about to say, I think he was a little jealous, right? Because he had just cut his hair a bit. Yeah, he said he was beating since, uh And when he saw your hair, he was like all about your hair. Yep. I that I, He was really fun, fun. Then um, another driver that was fun, Alex Bowman. The Hendrick drivers were, were fun. Chase, Larson, Byron, and Bowman, they were fun. Um, Joe Logano, when I met him, he was, he was pretty cool and fun. Um, like tons of drivers were really fun. Daniel Suarez was really fun to, um, to do it with Justin Haley. He was, he, it was really fun to do it with my favorite Xfinity driver. Too bad he got wrecked out today. Cause I think he would have finished in the top 10 today. That was actually kind of interesting when you met Justin Haley. We had just told the folks we were with that he is was your favorite Xfinity driver. And she had asked you about that. And so you told him. And what was his reaction? What? You're, um, you're, I'm your favorite driver? Because I, I thought he was a popular driver and there's tons of his fans. Because I, I, I always I thought he was a popular driver. Because like um, when we went to the Daytona Coke Zero Sugar 400, um, the Xfinity race got rained out to the Sunday and we were walking and I was wondering who won the race, who won the race? Cause I heard Justin Haley was up there and I was like, who won the race, who won the race? And when I heard Justin Haley won, I was really happy. I thought he was a popular driver. So he is your, he was your favorite Xfinity driver and he was shocked to hear that? Yeah. How come? I don't really know. Cause he's like, there's like not a lot of people that really like him. And like, I first heard about him cause like I first heard about him in that in the race. If no one remembers the 2019 Coke Zero Sugar 400 race where it got rained out, 33 laps to go, and it was it was I that was when I first saw him. And then he ended up he already has a cup win, 
and that wasn't even full time. And like 2020, the next year, I really liked him. He's just a cool guy. That's awesome. So whenever you would go up to meet drivers and you would introduce yourself to them, there was always that one question that kept getting asked. Who was your favorite driver? Chase Elliott. I like I couldn't say because I am wearing I I am wearing a shirt. Like I couldn't say I can't I couldn't like say you could not I, say I, it. I, I couldn't say um, that he wasn't. And like he is my favorite driver because I am I, I'm wearing a shirt of him. I have an autograph on my hat. But there was one driver. I was going to say tell. there was a driver that we kind of said. You know what? We're not going to volunteer that information. Now, if this driver came back and asked, we you, you said you were going to say it, but we were going to quickly volunteer it. Who who was that driver, Johan? Kevin Harvick. And if you're wondering why, is because last season in the playoffs, Bristol, Bristol night race, that did not end up because it was basically Chase was in contention to win. Harvick ran him up the track and Harvick that season had not won a race. And then Harvick got ran up the track and was getting blocked by Chase Ellie, who's a lap car, because he got wrecked, and he wanted Larson to win his teammate. Larson won, Harvick got second, because Chase was helping Larson. So there was tension for the remainder of the season, wasn't there? Yep. He yeah. also told so he me- probably wasn't going to like to hear that so, your so favorite we, we, driver- So we played that down. We did play that down. <laughs> was his um, nemesis. Yep. He also told me he can't um, talk to his his um, his seven-year-old's um, or his kid, um, pretty like a no, I, I thought he, I thought he had a nine-year-old. I think he was uh, it a, was a nine-year-old. Nine-year-old, yeah, because yeah, same age as you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like one thing is like, um, I think he was. He said like on that that race when he got out of the car and he was mad that he taught he was talking like to Chase Elliott like he was a nine-year-old, and I think he meant that like he was his son because well, he, he said he said, but he wasn't telling us that that was actually from the the media after the race, but. When we talked to him, remember you were playing trivia contests with these drivers, oh, right? Yeah. Remember that? Yeah, he's trying to make and, me nervous. And then he was—he said that he was going to try and make you nervous. He's like, "I got a nine-year-old at home. I know how to handle you, basically, and and could intimidate you." Uh, but you didn't get intimidated, did you? Nope. Just a little starch struck, I think. Now you were a little quick on the trigger. I think if the same NASCAR officials that were at the Coliseum today. They would have flagged you a couple times because there were a couple times where you did jump the start <laughs> and you even got called out. And in fact, some of the drivers looked at the NASCAR folks and were like, are you going to let him do this? Like, you guys got to push back. That was one thing that happened. Ty, that was a reason why Ty Dillon didn't get into the main event. Jump the gun. Yeah. And you were doing it all over uh, the trivia t- contest with these guys. Mm-hmm. Yep. If there was the officials, I would have been back black flagged. You would have been black flagged is right. Even Daniel Suarez said something, but he turned it around as a compliment, right? What did he say? He said, man, you're fast. You should um be my uh, one of my team members. What, which which team member in particular? Do you remember? Um, I think he said crew chief. Yes. Something. And why did he say the crew chief? Because... um. He can, I, I. What do the crew chiefs have to do? They they, they to, always push the envelope, right? They, they always straddle that line about pushing too far and maybe breaking the rules or, or trying to push the rules as far as possible. And that's what he was saying that you were doing, that you were really good at. Cause you were, a lot of times, I'll be honest, even I was like, Johan, you got to give these guys a chance. 
Yeah, you're right. Um, Harrison Burton, I had, I was, I was doing it so quick. I he cut, didn't have time to answer, so I ended up letting him answer one. That's so funny. You know, I think I heard you surprise Denny Hamlin. What was that like? Because he asked me a trivia question. I gave him a trivia question about that he was in some of the closest finishes of all time in the in the Daytona 500, and then they told him they told Denny to ask to tell me. A trivia question, and it was. And what was when, the question? Do you remember? Yeah, it was the question was when was the last time we finished outside the top five in the Daytona 500? And 2021, he got fifth. No, he got fourth. Yeah, he got fourth. The 2020, he won the race. 2020 or 2019, he won the race. 2018, he got third. And he did not remember that. And that was the one that even as you were going through it, he didn't think you were going to get it. And then as you were going through and you were saying, okay, you finished here, you finished here, you finished here. And when you hit the 2018 one, and I actually double checked it afterwards. I'm like, maybe they both got, no, you were right. 2018, he finished in third. And he, even he, at the time, he's like, wow, like you're help, like I'm, you're helping me remember you're, you're kind of giving me the flashback of what actually happened. And he drove the car. So, yeah, he was very surprised and he goes, yeah, wow, like this guy knows the stuff. So we um, we were fortunate that we actually got to record some content. We can't release uh, any of it just yet because the content that was recorded is for the entire season. And so we don't want to preempt that. Um, but there there are some really cool snippets of video. And so we're going to work with NASCAR throughout the season to see which clips. But I think some of the cooler ones are the interactions that you had with the drivers where you surprised them with your NASCAR knowledge. So what was the year that he finished outside of the top five at Daytona? 2017, because I remember 2016, he won that race. 2015, I remember he was in the top five because I remember that was the Joe Logano one. And I just remember watching the finish and it was like the top five, I think was, um, I think it was Logano who won... And then I know Junior was in the top five. Harvick was in the top five. Boyer was in the top five. And Hamlin was in the top five. That was the top five I remember from that race. And I think somebody asked you, how do you remember these things? And what did you say? I remember because when I pictured the 2017 finish and I saw Kurt Busch winning that race because he won. And then I saw the second place driver and I was like, I wonder where Hamlin finished. And then I remembered he was in the crowd. He was in one of the big ones. And I didn't see his car in the finish. I was like, That's oh, wild. That's Ham- like f- Hamlin didn't make the top one. Like a photographic memory. You like take a picture with your mind. That's crazy. I can't even do that. That's that's actually impressive. So anyway, that, that was really cool. While you were playing NASCAR trivia with some of the other drivers and you were being pretty quick, Alex Bowman said he would give you something uh, if you let him win. Yeah, what was that about? Remember? Oh, yeah. He gave me, uh, he said uh, if I let him win, he would give me tickets. Okay, so let us let me ask you this again. I, I honestly forgot. Did you let him win? I think you did. Didn't yeah, you? I let him win. And so when he was leaving, <laughs> you reminded him, right? You're like, yep. hey, I want them tickets. Yep. <laughs> so if Alex Bowman, you're out there and you hear this or you see the podcast, he hasn't forgotten. He's going to hold you to it. Yep. So, um, yeah. So I don't know if he knew that there was a family of five doing a podcast when he said that. So because it was just us two there, I'm sorry, guys, if he gives tickets, I got to go with him because, you know, we go way back now. So it's all right. It's all right. Well, we'll see how close you guys are. 
Okay. <laughs> All right, Johan. Final question. If you get the chance to meet these drivers again, what would you ask and who would you ask that question? Honestly, I don't know because it's a it's a bunch of drivers. It's not like it's just a bunch of drivers. Like I really didn't wouldn't know good ask. Like if I saw Joe Logano, I'd I would ask him, How was it like driving on the in the, the Coliseum? How did it feel? Was was your car good? How did it feel driving the next gen car? Or I would ask some drivers, how did it feel driving the next gen car? I have a question for you. What was it like to meet your favorite driver? It was pretty cool. It was really, really cool to see my favorite driver. What'd you say to him? Um, I said he was my favorite driver. Wait, I think I heard a story that you actually met him before you went up to do the yeah the game with him, right? What was uh, that? Yeah, we were we were just walking in the hall and in between like the rooms, and and he bumped into him, and uh, he said he just you fist bumped him, say hey, what's up, Chase, and he was like, hey, little man. Yep. And it was just it was surreal, like. I, again, I I cannot explain how exciting and how cool and how to how surreal the whole experience was. Were you shocked? So yeah. you were like walking out somewhere, walking, around. and then you just there he is right in front of you. Yeah, I think it was around lunchtime. Yeah, yeah, we were we were we were walking around, and there he is, just going from one room to another. There, oh, there's Chase Elliott. And the other cool thing I will say about all of this was all the drivers were wearing their suits because they were doing other media stuff. So it wasn't like they were wearing regular clothes. So you clearly knew, like, that was Chase, that was Kyle. That I actually was saw on Joey's Joey. Instagram, he was uh, doing, like, one of those things where it had the giant fox in the back. Oh, yeah, that fox was so cool. The they were doing all of the recordings that you see during the race, like, between, like, commercials when they or go like from the race to the, the commercial or when they win the stage. So that was, yes, that was happening. But remember, the media days for us were the two days. It was the 18th and 19th. And so half the drivers came to where we were. So we went to the same place both days. It was the convention center. Then the then half the drivers came there and the other half were actually at, I believe it was at the Charlotte Motor Speedway. And that's where the Fox, uh, that background that you're talking about that we saw that was like super cool and like the laser stuff. That's where all that was, uh, was at Charlotte Motor Speedway. So, uh, yeah, that was super cool. And I think because we met Joey on the first day. So he was there the second day. I remember you Charlotte sent me the Motor picture. Speedway. Yes. I was in school and I was just like, <gasps> yeah. I had I couldn't believe it. And it was one again, we were in this situation where we we're meeting these drivers and I was trying to play it as cool as possible. Got to be professional. And yeah, they want to like be like the fan because this wasn't a fan event. We were there because of the podcast, because NASCAR really likes working with Johan. And so, again, I'm trying to play it cool, but I'm literally standing in front of Joey Logano. Like I've never been in the presence of these drivers and so I, I didn't even pull pull my phone out at first. I wasn't going to pull my phone out. And then I thought, oh, my goodness, if I don't get a photo or a video or something of us interacting with Joey Logano, I don't one Giovanni might not even believe us. And two, it's if, if he does believe us, he'll be I quite think you would have been disappointed had you not sent him the picture. So I'm like, you know hurt. what? I pulled out the phone and I tried to play it cool. And I'm like holding it like I'm not trying to go like in his face. And and again, these drivers, they're so used to it and they were totally fine with it. And it was so nice because the the gentleman that was with us, that was walking us, uh, showing us kind of it was early. It was like when we first got there 
And uh, he was showing us like where the restrooms were, where the food was and water and all that kind of stuff. And then all the conference rooms. And so we just happened to be walking. Here comes Joey Logano. And of course he knows like with us, the podcast and everything. He's like, do you want to meet Joey Logano? I'm like, yeah. So then he, he stopped him and Joey was kind enough to, to do that. We had that a couple of times with a few drivers that we met before we got into the, the room. where. We so were earlier I mentioned recording. that he would be one of the ones that I would, he would be a driver that I would really love to meet. Was he as nice as he seems on TV? Oh, totally, totally. Like, they, you know what? And 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 we'll be, you know, really honest. Like when we talk about this, is that were they playing for the camera? And honestly, once they got to meet us, and, and especially when they were interacting with Johan, they like legitimately spent time with him, and 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 were really nice, were really cool. Like asked him about the race. You know who impressed me too? Again, one of the first. They all were really impressive, but like. Kurt Busch, when we went up and we wa- we talked to Kurt Busch, we were just talking about, you know, where we we're from. And we'd mentioned that we were from Orlando. And he was like, he was just like a regular guy. He's like, oh, wow, I was just down there a few weeks before with his nephew. They they brought, um, they they came together as a family, went to Disney World. And we were just talking a little bit about that. And that was, that was cool. And then he was asking Johan about the, the new, the new cars and what he thought. And talked about the uh, the shifter and how that was different and what he thought and how he was excited about it. And just like talk to us, not just as fans, but like people that really cared about the sport. I don't know. It's just, you know, I, I it, they didn't have to like, yeah, I had my phone, but at times I, I didn't, you know, and I was we were just interacting like when we bumped into Chase Elliott, I didn't, you know, I didn't take out my phone for that. Uh, and, and stuff. I usually only had my phone recording things when we were actually in the room with the studio, but there are quite a few interactions in between the halls and stuff like that, where the drivers were just like, Hey, and it was the other thing that was kind of cool about this is that if, unless I missed it, I think Johan was literally the only kid there. So like, if you think about these drivers going in, doing all this media stuff and meeting with all the different folks, and then there's this kid that they get to interact with, it was different for them uh and at times i felt like maybe they were a little nervous because they don't know what he's gonna say they don't know how they interact because some kids get nervous starstruck and and or some kids just like say what's on their mind or say, i mean he, he's not afraid to do that had, Kurt Bush at, or, uh, had uh kevin harvick asked him about <laughs> chase elliott i'm pretty sure he would have went into it but again i think it was yeah it was just it's just a surreal thing but they were all really cool and super nice like Corey LaJoy, I didn't, I mean, I knew of him, right? And we've seen him on, on the, on the racetrack. I'm rooting for that guy. Not only did he, was he really cool with, with Johan on camera, but off camera took a picture with him, could not stop talking about his hair and the hair that Johan has and that he loved his flow. That's how we would say it. And uh, it was super nice and like really cool. And just the way they interacted with, with Johan was really cool. And honestly, the ones that had kids, you could tell were more comfortable, like, you know, like Kevin Harvick and kids around the same age. And they all seem to have kids about Johan's age, like Kevin Harvick and Kyle Busch and, um, you Denny know, Hamlin. and Denny Hamlin. Who was the driver? You, you mentioned there was a driver that, that surprised you how cool he was. Corey LaJoy was definitely one. Um, yeah, I think it was Brad I, Keselowski. Yeah. Brad Keselowski. He was really cool. Like, Again, has kids around the same age uh, and and was really cool with Johan. 
but just was cool and collect and did what he had to do. I mean, I think the thing that impressed me about Brad Kozlowski is like the pressure that he must be feeling as a new driver owner. And like, it's a big deal. And he was just really cool. And when he was in the moment and, and a lot of these drivers were like that when they were in the moment with us, it was that he was focused on that, like focused on interacting with Johan. If we got to talk a little bit, I mean, yeah, I, th- I thought Brad was really cool down to earth. And and you think about what he's stepping into as a driver owner. Um, there's not a lot of them in the history of the sport. And and it's a big deal, too. I mean, it's Roush. It's uh, what is the official name? Roush Kozlowski Racing. No, Roush Fenway Kozlowski. Roush Fenway Kozlowski Racing. Yeah, that's a mouthful. R, what is it? R- RFK. RFK Racing. And, you know, that's a big deal. And so, yeah, he was pretty cool. He was relaxed. Um, I think Corey LaJoy surprised me a lot just because of the interaction with him and Johan. Um, and then, you know, Joey Logano, we didn't actually, he was the one driver we didn't do the, like the recordings for NASCAR. And so we just happened to meet him in the hall, uh, which was awesome. Uh, but again, he was another one where just like we just saw him, like him smiling and laughing and cracking a joke and he was on his way to do something and he's like, all right, we, we doing a photo or a picture. And then he took the picture, smiled and he was on his way to his next thing. And so, yeah, I think the drivers, it was, again, it's very surreal to see these guys in, in real life and also without the pressure of being one of like thousands or, or, you know, tens of thousands of people. And so again, that, very cool surreal experience that i that's totally awesome that you guys got to do that it actually i mean tony was the one that was able to go with johan and it for the record for the record i just want to say i did ask you if you want i know i know i wasn't able to go due to work um you know you want all our listeners to think i didn't just say (laughs) oh oh, it's gonna be me i was like karen you want to go I'll I'll drive you to the No, no, I know. I wasn't able to go, but I mean, I think that either way, you were uh, the best parent to go for this event. But it was like I wasn't even there. But even it was surreal to receive the photos and the videos that you sent me. I was like, oh, my word, I cannot believe this. At one point, I'm like, I am so jelly that you get to be there because it was just like you can't believe it. You see these guys on TV week after week for how many? 30 something weeks yeah and for you to be like up and close like johan was just chilling with them at a table doing yeah. you know this trivia game and this other thing and it's just like oh, you guys are like shoulder to shoulder i can't yeah. believe that like that's so amazing that's such a great opportunity and um yeah I, i'm very excited for you guys well, to have the, that opportunity besides the media stuff the media um the media um day um where we stayed at the hotel was nice. We got the Hall of Fame was literally right in front of us. And also what we ate was really delicious. Oh, my goodness. You were so excited about the pasta and the pizza. We went back to the same restaurant two nights in a row. Yep. Because I mean, it was, it was so your good. week. So I was like, you get to pick whatever. So, he, by the way, he's got his like birthday weekend planned. Apparently, we're going to Charlotte and we're going to have to hit that same restaurant. Oh boy. And that so, same hotel and, and the Hall of Fame. Same hotel and the, hit track, the Hall of Fame. And all of the. Only thing is, I business. can't promise you the drivers. Guys. I was going to say, sounds fun. I'm up for it. I just wish we could uh, have a chance to meet the drivers as well. It's all right. And go to the 600. Oh, yeah. I forgot we got to talk about that. He wants to go to 600. So. Oh, boy. <laughs> so, yeah. So it was it was surreal. It was an awesome experience. 
I got a lot of video and photo content that we're going to be sharing on our podcast channels over the next season. And so we're super excited. And I think that just, again, reinvigorated us for the podcast and with the season coming up. And again, you just see these people, they're real down to earth people. Uh, They had just snowed in Charlotte that week and they were still making it out. And actually that was one of the reasons why we were, we didn't get to meet Joey Logano because they had to shift things because of the snow um, that had just happened. And so, yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, we, uh, we actually also, well, we, when we met Daniel Suarez, so mom is wearing one of our new, um, hoodies that we got made up and it's actually has our logo on the back and everything. And so we actually gave one to Daniel Suarez to give to, um, his girlfriend because we n- remembered how for Hispanic heritage, he saw our video about our family and our podcast and was really excited and touched by it uh, that he had talked about on NASCAR Hub. So we uh, we gave him one to give to her. So hopefully she got that and uh, keeps her warm in the unseasonally cold weather that they were dealing with in, in January and in this month. So, all right. So with that, Sebastian, in two weeks, two weeks, where are we going? We, as a collective family, will actually be at Daytona International Speedway for the Great American Race, the Daytona 500. We will be there live to watch the experience. And yeah, the su- the basically the Super Bowl of NASCAR. Yeah, and this is the first time we're going to do it as the five of us because 10 years ago, the dad mom me and geo had the opportunity to go when it when the race rained out johan unfortunately wasn't born at the time so he was still he, cooking yeah he was still cooking so he technically did come to the race nope i never went never went but now johan will finally be able to go to daytona so yes we are going to the daytona 500 so very exciting and uh super exciting for the for the start of the race so we're not going to do race picks because there's still two weeks to go and there's practices. And then we got to figure out if we're going to do them the Friday because we have Thursday is the are the duels. Yeah. And so. one thing, if you thought and when he said we're going to Daytona, um, if you thought we we're going to the duels or qualifying or something, that's not the 500. You were wrong because we, this year we're going to the 500. Yes. Yeah. Because that's that's been your thing. I say, well, we go every year, but we've not gone to the big race with you. So this is our time as a family to go check it out. So, yeah, very, very exciting. So this was a jam-packed preseason episode. Yep. And new format for us. You know, I got to do some video editing. This is uh, not as as simple as just doing an audio podcast. Of course, we have to have a setup. So uh, we tried to do that today. So. Bear with us as we learn the ropes of doing both a video and an audio podcast. With that, Giovanni, why don't you take us out? That's going to wrap up this week's episode. Thank you so much for watching. If you enjoyed, uh, consider subscribing and following our socials. Also, make sure to check out our other podcast episodes. Uh, We'll see you guys in two weeks. Let's Gracing Family, out.